Welcome to Witchfinger Horror Podcast, and we just started Ghoulies, and some satanic shit's Woo! happening right now. Yeah, We're like up. diving yeah, right in. Yeah. Oh, goats! <laughs> I know. This part is fucking evil. This movie is evil in general. So, um, welcome everybody. My name is Yasmina. To my right is Morgan. Hello. To my left is Megan. Hey. And if you haven't already guessed, we're watching Ghoulies. In the end, they'll get you. <laughs> in the actual end. Like, like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is one of my favorite 80s movies, uh, definitely. I love that they're just about to sacrifice a baby, which should probably happen more in movies. Yep. <laughs> just or just in real life. I yeah, mean, I know, like, right? in general, yeah. you know, yeah. to stay young, to, you know, get wealth, you know, all the things that are good Elizabeth in life. Elizabeth Bathory was on to something. Yeah, right? Bathing in the blood of the innocent. Mm, yeah. Mm, I really like when movies have real babies, too. And you always wonder, like, what parent was like, take my literally two-month-old <laughs> right? infant, take this child, I love it's it, guaranteed I love it. probably, yeah, like, maybe somebody who was working on the film that had a baby recently would be like, oh, put my baby on this sacrificial yeah. altar. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I guess maybe there might be Hollywood moms, Hollywood dads that would be like, oh, here, put my baby on this casting website or whatever, like, literally, yeah. like, selling their baby out at two months old, three months old. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. I would. For Satan? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, your baby is going to be on a sacrificial altar. No also, big deal. Um, so this uh, ritual that's going on right now, um, one of the guys that just pulled his white hoodie off looks just like Meatloaf. Oh! <laughs> I like the first time I watched this, I thought it was Meatloaf. <laughs> like, there he is. Oh. Like, that, that dude totally looks like Meatloaf. Yeah, you can kind of see through his robe with the light, too. He's Maybe just, we'll get a penis shadow or I something. Know, right? He'll just start singing Bad Out of Hell. Yeah. It looks like he's like reaching his cloak and he's gonna whip out a saxophone or something. Oh my oh god! god. <laughs> I would totally be that okay. That would be with amazing. That, that would yeah. be all right. Okay. Anyways. Well, <laughs> we digress. Sorry, so much Satan shit going on. I know here. it's We're really excited. exciting. We're very, very excited when it comes to Satan. So yeah, Ghoulies came out in 1984. Um, it was directed by uh, Luca Bracovici. I hope I'm saying that right. It was written by him and Jeffrey Levi. I hope I'm also saying that right. I, I think it's Levy. Levy? Yeah, Jeffrey Levy. We Definitely, I could be wrong or I could be right. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really find that much information about those two, to be honest. Oh, Luca, um, Luca has tons Luca, of information. Oh, sorry. I did I did get some information about Luca. I did not get um, much that information about Mr. Levi. Levi, Levi, Levi. Yeah. Levi. But Ghoulies was also produced by Charles Band. And uh, Charles Band... Y'all motherfuckers can blame him for being too afraid to go to the bathroom when you were a child. Yeah. Because it was him that came up with the idea of the ghoulie popping out of the toilet for the cover of the movie. Which is totally iconic. Yeah. Totally iconic. And also the stuff that nightmares were made of for kids in oh, the 80s. Oh, sure. Parents were writing um, to the production yeah. like, it studio and stuff. It caused a lot of controversy. Like, so much con- Like, even now, people still fucking, like, I, when we posted on our Instagram that we were doing ghoulies next, so many people were actually like, oh man, like, I was too afraid to go to the bathroom when I was a kid because of that. Like, still, till this day, it's so pivotal in, like, the history of horror and, like, yeah. VHS covers. And uh, all thanks to Charles Full Moon Band. I remember when I saw that as a child and, like, you 
you see these posters and you're like putting together the way the movie goes in your mm. head based on the poster. I'm like, okay, so it's kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think. And like they come up from the sewers and like, and like I, that's the story I created in my head about this movie because that's yeah. what it fucking looks like he's doing. Like a yeah. sewer dweller. Yeah. I know, right? An ass biter. Taint. Taint. Well, a lot of Taint Nibbler. <laughs> taint an ass biter though. Taint Nibbler. <laughs> I'm going to get that taint. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, well, yeah, like a lot of parents were fucking pissed off and they wrote letters to the studio complaining that their kids were too scared to go to the bathroom. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Charlie. Yeah, for fucking making kids Ruining piss kids the bed for fucking ever. Hide your buttholes. Hide your buttholes. Ooh, that's a, that's a sketchy thing that to say. That should be the tagline for ghoulies. Hide your buttholes, kids. <laughs> Oh no. Um oh, yes. but yeah, so the budget was 1 million and they fucking nailed it at the box office, 35 million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, they, this movie did very very well. Um I thought this was an interesting fact that I never knew while doing my research. A ghoulie means small monster in Persian. Yeah, I saw that as well and I was like, wow, I had no idea at all. I know. I, I thought, thought it was, was just neat. like a ghost. Yeah. Because it's just kind of something we say. Yeah. Like, ooh, that's ghoulish. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you often don't think of the etymology behind a word, right? Morgan's only had one glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of <laughs> oh, shit is that? Her glass is empty, though, so you should probably refill that. I should, yeah. This is actually, uh, we we typically record, like, after dinner, and we're doing, a, uh, like, a daytime afternoon recording, and I was, like, thinking earlier, I'm like... Oh, three o'clock, beer time. I haven't had beer during the day and probably like... Since the last time we recorded at three o'clock, which was a couple weeks ago. I don't think I drank it for Oh, maybe you didn't actually. drink. I certainly did. I certainly yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> I was like, sweet. You can fry the day. wine out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Sip pause. Well, that was funny. Um, so yeah, we did all read this fact slash non-fact so we don't know if this is true or not but no let's get it is, out of the way now yeah there there is a rumor we don't know if this is true or not so internet help us like we read this on different pages apparently this movie was called beasties at one point and it was supposed to be directed by charles band and the special effects was supposed to be done by stan winston who was the guy who did the special effects for the terminator movies uh jurassic park and like aliens but then i read on another page that that's just a rumor that that's not true and i was like okay well why would someone even bother me yeah there's rumor, a lot of conflicting right? information from what i saw as well it was talking a little bit more in depth about it being the beasties and also it was going to be a fox film and they actually approved yeah. the budget for 12 million dollars yeah. as a yeah. different one movie altogether yeah so one thing said it was originated from this beasties project and then one thing said that it was not contrary to popular belief so we're not really sure what source to believe yeah well so the fox is, thing i think that was like a completely other concept as well like uh apparently the original concept of the movie involved like a kid moving into his uh grandfather's house who discovers the inspirations for his stories or living in his house trying to kill him and then fox picked it up for 12 million dollars 
but the movie was dropped and then the script was changed rewritten and changed uh, to appeal so that wasn't the beasties then no that was something else i think god it's just like just throw that in the mix to make it even more i know it's like it was an entirely different movie with an entirely different backing and a different budget and then it got rewritten, and maybe it was the Beasties originally, and maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Somebody you know hooked us up It'd be interesting to know. I fucking wish I had looked into it now that I think about it. When that script that we were just talking about was written, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that was written, and then Gremlins came out. And then oh. the production companies and stuff like that said, this is the biggest fucking hit ever. Let's... Like, maybe that was the inspiration. Like, do you know what I mean? Because everyone, mm. everywhere you read about Ghoulies is like, Gremlins ripoff, Gremlins ripoff. Everyone, everywhere yeah, says and that. Yeah, and there's a lot of, in this era, like, early to mid-80s, there's a lot of, like, little goblin-y well, type movies yeah. that and have like, come out. And, um, like, Gremlins definitely started... Um, like a chain. Yeah. Like after Gremlins came out, then there was all these other like small creature movies, which we'll talk about later. But Gremlins and Ghoulies came out the same year. So I wonder... That is really Like, is it just a coincidence? Or did one know about the other and they were like we're just gonna do the same thing except make it more satanic yeah well you know what in going back to what megan was saying maybe because oftentimes scripts are circulating in hollywood for years before the movie actually ends up getting made so maybe the original script that we were just talking about the 12 million dollar fox backed Mm -hmm. project was too similar to the gremlins two Mm -hmm. individuals came up with a a similar idea and maybe that's why they dropped it and maybe that's why then they altered this script so much to add different elements to it because it was too similar to the Gremlins. And they yeah, added maybe. the Satan stuff and they added more, uh, I guess, individuality with the creatures themselves. Whereas all in the first movie, all the Gremlins are pretty much all the same, right? I mean, as the sequels go on, they all like get weird. Like one's a woman, one's a flasher or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love the fucking flasher so much because he has no dick. It's like, what are you flashing? later but like speaking of dicks like i love how in the ghoulie sequels they're all like horny and like watching yeah. you have no fucking penis like, the third like, one in there somewhere we're watching yeah. the girls oh, the fourth shower one too yeah. yeah i know we'll get into that later but yeah so um big fan of ghoulies i love this movie a lot like i love uh the whole <gasps> um creature genre of horror uh like my two favorites are creature features and slashers um so anything that has to do with like puppets and like animatronics and like slimy monsters like cellar dweller you know what i mean like and obviously the element of satan just you know makes it so much better absolutely um but yeah like this movie is compared to obviously the sequels very fucking evil um and uh yeah, definitely lots of kids were too afraid to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Which, I mean, till this day, people still talk about So that's pretty fucking monumental. Totally. Um, you know what's funny that you mentioned Cellar Dweller? Um, because the guy who worked on all of the special effects with... John Carl yeah, Buchler, yeah. Uh, Buchler or whatever, however, yeah. another name know, that we don't know, know how to pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce his yeah, fucking like, names. He created the creature in Cellar Dweller. Yeah, I And know. a lot yeah. of other, like, small creatures that we'll probably talk about later, like, in Troll. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because in re-watching The Ghoulies, like, I love Troll. I've seen that movie a lot of times. More times than I've probably seen The Ghoulies. But the, it, you can tell that it's kind of the same person that... Yeah. Because they all have different personalities and all kind of slightly look different in Troll. Like, all yeah, the other yeah, trolls yeah, that come yeah, up. Yeah. And then these guys are all sort of that same thing. So it's cool that... 
He, this guy kind of has his own signature. And then when you sort of go through his filmography, you're kind of like, wow, like this guy, he's definitely got a style going on for yeah, a lot of the JCB, stuff that he does. Man. So he like is mainly a special effects guy, but directed one of my favorite Friday 13th part yeah, seven. Totally. And uh, yeah, like I totally forgot that he directed the third one. And he also did, he did the special effects for From Beyond. Yeah, man. Which like, is like, very so it's so different though it's like ghoulies which are like yeah, hilarious that's true, yeah. people and then from beyond which is like so fucked up the, the special so effects in from beyond though oh my god Fuck. they're so fucking good but yeah cellar dweller he also directed as well yes yeah um, i love cellar he did dweller. dolls He's so too cute <laughs> dolls Talk yeah dolls like a theme again yeah, yeah. yeah like all the little do- different dolls they all have their own little personalities and they're all kind of creepy um he also worked on hard rock zombies which I I know! Thought- oh, nice oh that's awesome Fuck. super and we super just thought that they're cool. releasing the soundtrack on vinyl for hard rock zombies yeah. so i was like oh my god that many <laughs> more people than us care about I the know. soundtrack to that movie <laughs> honestly like it's uh, so good i i'm shocked i for a long time i I was I always thought that like we really were the only people that knew how terrible this movie was. <laughs> I love Hard Rock Zombies so oh, much. Man. For anyone who doesn't know, we did uh, Hard Rock Zombies for a previous episode, and EJ Curse emailed us. Yeah, and listened ah. to it. Like that blows my mind. Yeah, we like when they and like Devin Whitehead, this the guy who does the art for Cavity Colors shirts. Like he did the art for the the vinyl, and I was like, man, we should message EJ and be like, remember us? Yeah, like, can you sign a copy and fucking mail it to us? Oh like, my that would god! Be fucking amazing. Yeah, I honestly, I was just amazed that he took the time to even write us. That was yeah, really no, cool. What know, is he so busy doing right now, Morgan? He tours. <laughs> he, he makes plays it. Bass he for. Buddy, uh, Gilby, Clark? Gilby Clark, yeah. <laughs> but <Buddy. For> who? <laughs> Gilby Clark. He wasn't, uh, was it Guns and Roses? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think he also has his own band too. I think so. And then he like rides motorcycles. Like yeah, you know. no, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I follow him on Instagram. A, a badass, a general badass. Yeah. Okay, so we're like at one of my favorite parts of the movie when the guy's dancing. He's like a quote unquote break dancing oh at the party. Oh my god, this shit is so fucking funny. Like and this, this guy's high on acid. But this yeah. is the era of break dancing. This is the era of the eighties. That's why, like, I, I think he's on acid for sure. They well, could have hired somebody that could break dance, but maybe yeah. this is much more hilarious. Um, so also, there is a reason why a lot of the characters in this movie are wearing glasses. Oh, um, yeah! And sunglasses, because um, originally this movie was planned to be filmed in 3D, um, production actually began shooting in 3d and it was supposed to switch back and forth from 2d and 3d so whenever like you see somebody in the movie wearing sunglasses that's when the audience like that's when they had their cue to for them to put on their 3d glasses um but they just decided to just abolish the idea because it would just be too much of a hassle for uh filming to switch back and forth to 2d and 3d but that's pretty a fucking cool idea yeah really really cool cool idea because there's a lot of movies like friday 13th and like joss 3d that are just 3d but the idea to go back and forth like and follow the characters wearing glasses. What like, other movie what does fucking, that? No, I, I don't think that I, I haven't heard, heard of any movie that it's like, yeah. put your glasses on when the character puts their glasses on. So when the character, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, because I know in um, Freddy's Dead at the end, there's only, oh, you right. get the 3D glasses, yeah. but there's only one part in the whole movie oh. where you use the 3D glasses. Interesting. That's, that's the, the one end. that I've seen the least because that's the one that I it's like the least. very it's, silly. Oh my God. <laughs> so silly. So silly. 
That's the video game segment, right? When he's in the video game. And Freddy Freddy's says, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the one with Roseanne and... Yeah, they um, go back to the town. Yeah. That's my least favorite Nightmare on Elm Street, I have to say. Like, I, New Nightmare blows that one out of the water, in my opinion. It's... Well, pff, 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 yes! <laughs> oh my god, that movie... Anyways, that movie scared the shit out of me. We can go on about that forever. Fuck, that girl is a nice ass. Um... I just wanted to say earlier when everyone was all fucked up, we'll get into it later, but it's really funny how this movie is about teenagers getting fucked up mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. recreational drugs and alcohol, considering the background of some of the people, right? Like, Oh, um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we'll get into it, but there's like heavy, heavy yeah. alcohol references and heavy drug references. And it's one of those things where it was like... Yeah. This is what happens to kids who get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> they get eaten. They by Satan. <laughs> they get their buttholes and taints eaten by fucking bullies. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about Luca Bercovici. So he's from Budapest, and he's more of an actor than a director. Yeah, um, he's got a good career going. Yeah, on. like he's acted in a lot of TV movies and TV shows. Like he was in Airwolf. Do you guys remember Airwolf? No, um, I don't um, remember. I know the name. I but definitely I don't remember think I've when Airwolf it. was on TV. It's it's basically like Top Gun, but a helicopter instead of like okay. pilots. But like, did it have a cool um, song to go with it though? You know, probably not. Probably, and I'm sure we'll probably listen to it later, and then you can memorize it for future references, Sweet. Morgan. There's probably um, <laughs> probably. But yeah, he was in Miami Vice. Uh, yes. Uh, he was in fucking K2. Yeah, with, I know, with uh, Michael, Michael Bean. Bean. And uh, we movie. just met Michael Bean, and he signed Morgan's copy of K2 oh, yeah. on VHS. And Scanner Cop, which is technically the fourth Scanners. Yes. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. It's on my list. It looks terrible, so I have to watch nah. it. Um, he's also in, you know, this is so weird because I was just talking about this movie the other day, but do you guys remember <laughs> Drop Zone, the Wesley Snipes movie about, oh, like, yeah. uh, about skydiving? Skydiving, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were so many action movies in the 90s that centered around a particular sport, recreational sport. Like over the top, like a movie about fucking arm arm wrestling. wrestling. Why? And like Drop Zone, a movie about skydiving. <laughs> yeah. No, but but is there like a like a crime aspect? Yes, there is. Yeah. Say, he like, gets point hired. Break, like surfer. Yeah, I yeah. know. No, I, I I remember seeing Drop Zone in theaters and Wesley Snipes what? is a sky. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, I'm old. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is a skydiver and he gets hired to I don't know fight. Criminals <laughs> uh, in the sky. In the sky. <laughs> I should probably rewatch Drop Zone. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Oh, you'll be so disappointed, guaranteed. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably not as good or bad as Demolition Man. No. Oh my God, Demolition Man. It does not hold up at all. Like I remember there was so much hype behind it, and then I rewatched it recently, and I was just like, Yeah, I need to rewatch wow. it again. This movie because is a pile I saw of shit. that the San Diego Comic Con made a fucking Taco Bell. They did thing like exhibition. Um, at the San Diego Comic-Con that was like the same restaurant from Demolition Man. So you could go in there and order the same things that they made in the movie. Wait, 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 wait. Here's where I always get confused. Always, always fucking get confused. Which one is the one where he Sylvester Stallone keeps getting the swearing tickets? 
And he's like, oh, that's Demolition Man. That's yeah. Demolition yeah. Man. Because yeah. That, the seashells. The seashells. Yes. Yeah. Rob Schneider. The quote-unquote yes. sex. Yes. Yeah. yes. Rob yes. Schneider is more of a character in Judge Dredd. Judge but, Dredd. See, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Those are the two I, I get confused. It's, I mean, it's easy to combine all the yeah. 90s. Same with Double alone. Team because Wesley Snipes See, Double ridiculous. Team, I've actually never seen. What? And I know I should probably but watch Double Team. With Fucking 90s action movies. Yeah, I know. and is there John Claude Van Damme in Double Team? Uh, yeah, it's John Claude Van Damme and Wesley Snipes. Snipes, isn't it? Yeah, I just Shame remember the cover is very like green and blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like that era of Wesley Snipes really reminds me of Dennis Rodman. Yes. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Who was also in a really bad movie with John Claude Van Damme? That's he? what, dude. The confusion is real. I know, right? Now. right? It's like, Fuck. oh man. Yeah, that movie looks rotten. Straight up rotting garbage. Rotting garbage. On the curb. During On the curb. No, Double Team is, is the one with Dennis, is the one with Dennis Rodman. Okay. 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 Yeah. Fuck. Oh, no. What the oh, fuck no. is wrong with us? Oh, no. Day drinking. I know. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, man. How could you have forgotten Dennis Rodman? His fucking yellow hair. Right? Oh, oh my God. Man. That's so funny. Yeah, I need to watch Double Team. But I've definitely seen uh, Double Impact many times. So with the part when, when he's doing the splits and he's like, look at me, I can stretch. <laughs> Wait a second. When they were naming that movie, didn't they understand like what double impact also means? I think there was a lot of cocaine in the 90s. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And the 80s. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, it continued on. Yeah, definitely. Double they impact. About that. That's funny. That's funny. That's oh, funny. Man. Two in the pink. Do you know what I love about... The, two in the pink and one in the sea. Do you know what I love about us? It's like we started talking about the director and now we're talking about... Wesley Snipes and Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Wesley Snipes and Dennis Rodman. Doing the fucking splits. So yes, back to Lynn. <laughs> Um, so, Ghoulies was the first movie that he wrote and directed, and he directed some other stuff, like, Rockula is a movie that has always been on my list. I don't know if it's technically horror, like, I think it's, like, one of those horror comedies that involves rock and roll. Yeah, it's music and comedy and horror. Seen. Okay, this movie, I don't know if you guys, like, how deep you got in the movies that he's directed, but he directed a movie called Dark Tide, and Chris Sarandon is in it, and he fights poisonous sea snakes no he With does his not fists? dark tide i don't know <laughs> i'm going to have to watch it i'm going to have to watch it chris sarandon fighting <laughs> poisonous sea snakes wow yeah I need what to year watch is it. it um it's 90s isn't it it sounds like some solid 90s it dreams. does because it's like the 90s took it from you know like what like we were talking about before like oh what weird like action sports type thing can we add into a movie like arm wrestling and then the 90s it was took it to like beasts and like so you got beasts. your like yeah. your your alligators and your sharks and your sea, yeah. sea, snakes. sea snakes and then the 90s they were also yeah. don't forget that they were also obsessed with the future in the 90s for some oh, reason yeah. so it was always like some creature in space and They're always like, like <laughs> apocalyptic uh in los angeles yeah always it's LA. always every it the end of the world for some reason always happens, happens in, in LA. la yeah but yeah so dark tide 94 Luca also acted and directed a movie called uh, The Chain, and I'd like to see this movie oh. because Gary Busey is in oh it. Oh my and god. And they're the main characters, and they escape from a prison. Oh. So I'll watch anything with Gary Busey. I actually just recently got that Hider in the House, and it looks absurd, and I haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah. You know what? I think I have vague memories of that movie. I think it's pretty disturbing. 
I would not doubt that. Like, the cover of the movie is, is like, very creepy. Like, creeping, creeping on, on a woman from the window outside. Like, I mean, it's like, it could be creepy... Just a regular person, like, creeping on a woman from a window outside. But the fact that it's Gary Busey makes it even creepier. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I need to watch that movie. So, Luca, uh, his whole family are all screenwriters. Like, his father and his grandfather were screenwriters. Um, his daughter, Emma, is an actress. And she was the little sister at the end of Don't Breathe. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. Of course I do. Yeah, that's interesting. And, um, both of his brothers are music composers for movies as well. So the whole family is in the film industry. Yeah, his his dad um, directed movies with like Humphrey Bogart and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he actually was blacklisted in the 50s um, when they were trying to rid Hollywood of all of the communist sympathizers and all that stuff. So his dad actually um, ended up losing his career in the 50s because of, like, the communist scare of the 50s. Um, But I think... friends with the commies? Oh, well, see, here's the thing. Probably because he's from Hungary. Oh, they just overreacted. Yeah, they just overreacted. (laughs) It didn't say if he was, like, part of the communist party or just had communist leanings, but, like, they pretty much... It was a witch hunt and they went crazy. Um, And also his great uncle was a pretty famous writer conrad brickovici he actually sued charlie chaplin and won because charlie chaplin stole his idea for the great dictator which is one of charlie chaplin's like biggest fucking movies and so fuck that guy he was a friend of like he hung out with like all kinds you know all the like big writers and whatnot but he befriended charlie chaplin and apparently they went to uh, an opera together and they started talking about this crazy idea for this movie. Um, and actually, Luca's great uncle uh, introduced him to an actor that he knew that was there at the opera that night who ended up being a witness um, because Charlie Chaplin said, oh, it didn't happen. I don't know this guy. And then this this actor who was going to actually be in the movie afterwards came forth as like a witness and said, oh, no, I talked to Charlie Chaplin that night. I, he gave me his phone number. Of course, I would remember that night because when Charlie Chaplin asks you to be in one of his movies... Like you say you, yes. you fucking remember that shit. Yeah. So yeah, he ended up, I think, paying him. They settled for like a hundred thousand dollars. That's like a hundred million dollars. Oh, and that's like a ton of money back <laughs> yeah. then, right? Yeah. So yeah, so he's got like a really interesting kind of family, and yeah, just it's just crazy, really cool. That money's probably all gone though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I assume so. That is really really cool. Yeah. A lot of these characters, like the fellow we were just seeing, Jonathan Graves, um, the main guy. Yes. Reminds me, like, I keep looking, I'm talking to you girls, and then I'll look at the screen, and I keep seeing Johnny Depp. Yeah. Of, mm. like, this time, because the hair. I can see that. Do you know what I mean? I keep, like, catching glimpses of Johnny Depp, and it's really wigging me out. Because... This guy's definitely more buff than Johnny oh, Depp, though. Yeah. This guy, and the guy who plays his dad, we'll get into him later. Oh, uh, we've got so much to say about him. They're fucking babes. Whatever. Uh, especially when they're all, like, possessed in their eyes. Yeah. You know what's funny? This guy, this fellow. Peter Lipis. He, to me, looks like... Julia Roberts. Oh, he looks Robert like Eric Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, no, he yeah. totally looks like Eric he Roberts. Does. He does. Yeah, you're right. He definitely does. Well, yeah, he's a fucking babe. His name is Peter Lipis, and interesting fact, Jeffrey Combs auditioned for his role. Yeah. For Yes, 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 Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, no matter what, I mean... Jeffrey Combs is amazing in everything that he does. He's one of my favorite fucking mm-hmm. actors, like, because he's so enthusiastic. He would have obviously nailed it. But, yeah, they gave it to Peter. And um, 
He's been in some stuff. Uh, he was in... This is funny. I've never actually heard of this before. He was in Beyond Westworld. I know. Well, I saw that as well, and I so, was like, okay, well, I've seen the movie, but it was a movie, TV show. Yeah. Uh, there's two. Yeah. Okay, so there's Westworld, the original movie from 1973. Then there's Future World, which is an unofficial sequel that mm-hmm. came out in 1976. And then Beyond Westworld was like a show that was only one season okay. that ignored Future World, and that came out in 1980, and he was in that. Interesting. I still have never seen a single second of any of Westworld world at all really the new um, one the, the show the new show is i've heard really good things mind-blowing it is fucking mind-blowing the original movie is garbage i know i've heard that it's garbage <laughs> i've heard that it's garbage but you know what and when i was doing my research i was looking up future world and future world looks like equally bad but entertaining that's so cool i'd like to watch both like just because yeah he's also in a movie that i i texted morgan the poster for it last night and it looks pretty fucking cool it's called ghost warrior and they're like ghost, ghost samurais that like fight Ooh, people yeah. in the streets of LA in the 80s. I was Ooh. like, um, yeah, I need to see this. And also, <laughs> he's in a movie <laughs> called Death Blow. First of all, Frank Stallone is in it. So yes. I have to watch it. Second of all, that just makes me think of Seinfeld. Seinfeld! <laughs> oh my god! Where are you taking the camcorder? there's a movie and real movie called death blow and the fact that frank stallone is in it that blows my mind so i need to watch that movie that's a big um i want to see what the poster looks like right now another movie that peter lipas was in is uh called fast getaway 2 and it's with Corey haim but it's like Corey haim 90s oh so he's already kind of like like, yeah the cover looks sad i don't think i'll ever watch that movie really i don't know i can't watch when Corey haim started you know when he started getting deep into drugs and yeah. he was like kind of bloaty and, and you it can see sad. it you can see yeah. it and it makes me sad so I don't think I'll ever watch that movie but it's pretty crazy that he was in a movie with Corey Haim uh, he had a small part in Wishmaster which I love um, he's just a customer in the pharmacy and Peter also comes back to reprise his role as Jonathan Graves in Ghoulies 4. Yes, which now, I did not see and you did. Megan did not watch it I either. Don't watch Y'all bailed on me. Please oh, no, we're going to get into that. I'm going to wait until later when we get into the sequels. His uh, role is very minor in it. He just comes back and as the you know, the character Jonathan Graves and he's wearing a cloak and half his face is hidden. He almost looks like a hologram. It's just, it's not good. Oh, like the emperor? Yes, exactly. So I found the poster for Death Blow and it looks as though there's a man pointing a gun at a woman's pussy area and I'm sure he's wow. not supposed to be. That but makes like, me want to watch it even more. Oh, that is a fucking badass poster. Oh god, yeah. I need to watch really that cool. movie. We're missing the death blow. We're missing the death blow, Jerry. <laughs> so, um, Jonathan Graves has just resurrected the ghoulies. They just came out of that boiling cauldron. They're so cute. I love them. If I was in his position, it would be really hard to retain the evil... Character. Oh yeah, I'd because be like, they're oh like, my god, you're little... so cute. Let's go for a walk. Like, let me just take you to my friend's house oh. so I can show you off. Like, they're like push you around on a baby carriage. carriage. But they're they're adorable, especially the main one. And it's funny because a lot of movies like Gremlins, they each have names. The Ghoulies don't. I was curious about that. Yeah, I wanted to try to find out if 
each of them had a name because they do in Gremlins. There's obviously there's Spike and right, right, Lenny. Right, like they all have like their own names, but well, the Ghoulies don't. But the main one, the green guy, he's my favorite. Well, I looked up online, like as I was doing some some biz online, I saw that they had names like. Fish Ghoulie, and like they weren't their names, but yeah, they did yeah, have yeah. Them, they have like, like a title, like they have titles. yeah, the like, main title. one, yeah. fish one. There's one that looks like a rat, yeah, yeah. rat one, yeah, and yeah. the flying one, yeah, in the second one, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, in the second one, the one guy flies, yeah, that's weird, I don't know, but he, he's not in this one. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be the main guy. In he flies. He's like, a, um, but in the second one, yeah. he just is different version, I guess. In the second one, they just like we could be wrong, and <laughs> <laughs> <In> our, <laughs> our like you know facts about each individual ghoulie and all the sequels. <laughs> They're like so much more evil in the first one than they are in any other. Like even just the creatures themselves, they look way more like slimy and hairy and disgusting like yeah, that and the cat sequels, one they're, they're like they're comedic but the part here when it's like raining in the basement and he's got his trident I love that part so much he's having a great I time. almost wish that um, Jim Henson had it done the ghoulies cause like the creatures in the labyrinth some of them were fucking creepy oh yeah you know and like I mean they did a great job they did a great job but I'm looking at them and I'm like I bet you Jim Henson could have just said, like, even if they consulted, I don't think he was alive. I don't know when he died. Oh, no, Jim Henson was alive in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, He was probably quite expansive. That's true. That's true. Oh, I was hoping we'd see some tits there. No. Are there boobs in this movie? I don't remember if there are. There definitely are some titties in the sequels. Oh, yeah. I don't know if there are any in this one. I can't remember. I don't think there is. I think they they were more... (laughs) Uh, concentrating on the evil Satan part of the movie. But so the main female role, Rebecca, who is uh, Jonathan's girlfriend, um, she went on to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Her name is Lisa Pelican. And (laughs) she was born in California, but she was also raised in Paris, Italy, Japan, she got a scholarship to Juilliard, which is insane. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. For what? Uh, For what? Maybe her theater acting, I would assume. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Megan's super jelly. I am. <laughs> super jelly. Fuck her. But yeah, she, well, she's kind of a cunt in this movie. I mean, if my boyfriend was just trying to raise some demons, I'd help him out. Like, I would oh, yeah. be like, you're not paying attention to me. I'd be like, okay, let's fucking summon some satanic shit here. Yeah, I'd be bro. like, that's fucking hot. Yeah, like, I know. put me on the altar and shit. Like, I know. I'll do get this. you some babies to yeah. sacrifice. <laughs> but yeah, she um, she is uh, used to be married to uh, Robert Harper, for a couple of years, and Robert Harper was an actor who was in the Crate um, oh, nice. segment yeah. in Creepshow. Yeah. I think he just like he's uh, he's friends with the main guy, and now uh, works at the place where they're keeping the crate. Right. Um, and then later on, she was married to Bruce Davison, who was in legitimately everything. Like this man was in X Men V. Oh wow! But most importantly. <laughs> Like, there's 
so many Seinfeld references Yay! in this episode. He was Wick in Seinfeld, the chairman of the Susan Ross Foundation. He was really? the yeah, he was like the old the like old the old guy who was the chairman of the Susan Ross Foundation. Like, do you remember the episode where with the George, briefcase? The briefcase. The briefcase. Oh my God, of course. Because she, I know you're talking about her husband, but like, can we just not talk about Jean Claude Van Damme for one minute? Right? Oh, oh no, let's Lionheart! 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 We have to talk oh, about Lionheart. <laughs> okay, so she's in one of my favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movies, Lionheart, and that is the one. Where, if anybody hasn't seen it, I'm sure you've seen this scene, the one with the fight in the empty pool. Yes, yeah. and they're wearing those like black jumpsuit leotard oh, things. My yeah, fucking god, I love that scene. So much. I it was like I think I watched it recently. I like it to unrelated you. to like any of this. <laughs> because I made you watch yes, it. Yes. I like so texted great. it to you. Because we were talking about VHS Fest and I texted you, Morgan, and I was like, um, by the way, I bought six John <laughs> movies at VHS Fest and Line you were like, I don't know if I've seen Line Hurt and I was like, Oh and then I sent you just that clip. <laughs> that fucking clip is amazing in the empty pool. And it's so funny because like I feel like it was in a contract, like every 90s movie, every 90s action movie had like a clause in the contract that was like the star has to wear a black racerback. Yeah. They have to wear a black tank top or like a black racerback or like black spandex. That was like the rule for 90s action movies. I wonder what Jean-Claude Van Damme's dick looks like. I don't know. Like, do you think, I don't think it's big. I don't. No. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen a Belgian penis before, so. You know what? Because there's all those rumors or facts that he beat his wife, Mm. and I always pictured small dick (laughs) men doing that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't yes. know. Maybe it's on the internet. I'm sure I'm looking it up. Is. I want to see his dick. I want to see his dick. It. And he wears always these tight things, right? And when he does mm. the splits, you, you'd think, like, I look, we look, I know we all oh, look. Oh, yeah. If anyone out there on the internet has any sources for Jean-Claude Van Damme's fucking cock, even balls, I don't need to You know shaft. what? I like, can I guarantee that you can see his... <laughs> Did you find it? No, but I'm just finding amazing pictures of John claude Van Damme in a fucking speedo. Wow. Well, um, in that. in Breakin, you can he's like literally like like full oh my on God. wearing like tights and everything. Like a fucking like it's a the black, same thing. Like leotard. Yeah. In in Breakin, it's amazing. I fucking love that scene so much when he's dancing in the background. Is he's that like, him with Christopher Lambert on the beach? That kind of looks like Christopher Lambert. It's Lorenzo. Oh, Lorenzo Lamas. Ew. 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 I take it back. Yeah, yeah I take it back. <laughs> there are no pictures. No. No. <laughs> that can't be real. Um, There are no pictures of uh, his penis on the internet Fine. that we know of. Um, <sighs> That's funny. However... Now I've lost my concentration. <laughs> now we're just what looking at fucking ridiculous there? pictures of muscly men on the internet. What is happening there? Okay, I'm shutting this down. Lisa Pelican. Um, she has also done a lot of TV. Um, she was in an episode of The Happy Days. Uh, she was also in an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Um, every time I think of Murder, She Wrote, I think of the Everything is Terrible. Oh, the Angela, Angela Lansbury. Lansbury fucking oh, video. So if disturbing. You guys, if you guys want to watch a very funny video, just look up Everything is Terrible, Angela Lansbury. That's 
Enough said. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And uh, Lisa Pelican was also in Law and Order. Um, she seems to be doing pretty well. She's got a lot of titles yeah, on totally. her IMDb. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Why is just cuddling a chihuahua? <laughs> Megan's looking up pictures of Jean-Claude Van Damme holding a chihuahua. <laughs> that is a very strange image. I will admit that. Look at how serious he is, though. Like, He's not serious. smiling or anything. You know, whenever I think of Jean-Claude Van Damme being funny, it just makes me think of that chocolate commercial that he did. Do you remember that? Chocolate rain! No. <laughs> the no. way the way that he, like, presents the chocolate and, like, smells it in the commercial is the best. No. You guys should look that shit up. Oh, man. I will, I will stop. It is time to stop. It's time to stop. It's time. What are we talking about? Where are we? Nothing. <laughs> Don't remember. We're done talking about what's her name. Pelican. Pelican Brief. The Pelican Brief with Julia Roberts. Yes. <laughs> and Denzel Washington, if I heard Denzel Washington. Yeah, yes. Denzel. I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> Denzel. Denzel. Yeah, I don't like movies like that. They bore me. I'm bored. Uh, yeah, she was in that movie. I just want to say one more thing because Yasmina and I, on our own time, watched this. I don't know if you did, Morgan. Mm. It's on Netflix, uh, Canadian Netflix, and it's called Circle. Oh, yeah. And it that was, was interesting. It looked, She's in that? Yes. Oh. And it looked like it was going to be a really stupid fucking movie when you look at the posters and all the art. And it made you think that it was going to be like a ripoff of Cube. Yes, you. that's exactly. But you watch oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah. It's I know what, really I know what movie it is. I haven't seen it's it. It's a bunch of people who wake up in a room and Similar to a Cube. voice talks to them through an intercom and tells them that... And every hour, one person will be killed, and they have to choose the person oh. to be killed. It's actually pretty interesting, but I did not know that she was in that. Yeah. So anyways, that's a good one out there for all you people. Like, there's nothing on Netflix. There's that. There's the, just <laughs> one thing. There's that one thing. It's that. Actually, that and Narcos. <laughs> yeah. It's on Netflix. <laughs> I find Prime Video to be better than Netflix, in my opinion. It has a lot more 80s... Uh, horror and barbarian yeah like sci-fi bad movies, movies. like yeah they i have think a lot the of bad thing movies. that netflix is lacking is like the ability to search by decade things right. like that and you used to be able to do that yeah it just seems like like i remember when i signed up for netflix i was so excited because it like i typed in every like horror movie that i could think of and it popped up but that doesn't happen anymore. They just cycle through because they feel like people are always needing stimulation. They always need new things. And it's like, you know what? I kind of just want you to leave those movies that you had on 10 years ago. Yeah, and maybe I, I want to watch them once a year. Yeah, I hate that they, when they take things off. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking It's assholes. very annoying. Look how hot he is when he's got, like, the green eyes. Like, glowing <laughs> green eyes. <laughs> You're like, tee <"Tee-hee." laughs> He does kind of have a little bit of a Chris Sarandon vibe. He totally, totally. does. It's like Not a mix a between bit, Chris Sarandon and Eric Roberts. For oh yeah. sure. my god. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Nailed it. Holy, this just became like a Megan Alone time. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's pretty hot when he's possessed. Um, I really want to get to, like, there's so many things. Uh, I don't want to, like, pass over um, Michael... Debar. Oh, Michael Debar is very interesting. There's so many. I just want to talk about so many directors. I want to, I just want to get there. Just do it. Okay, okay, okay. The funniest fucking thing, because I keep talking about sex and thinking about sex, and this guy is looking all hot in his chair. 
one of the directors, uh, Jim Wynorski. Oh, yes. Yes. We are familiar with him. Well, he directed, uh, we talked about him in the chopping mall episode. Yeah. But yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. But literally all the, the titles, titles of the movies that he's done are like, it's cr- like the, what is it? The th- the hills have thighs and shit. So yeah. that's him. So I, I, if our listeners listen to that one, my new favorite is, uh, Paranormal Activity. Paranockers. Paranockers activity. Paranockers. I saw that. I nearly shit my pants. I'm like, this guy is low-key genius. Just yeah. like low-key. Like, yeah. He's kind of like C. Not not A, not B, but he's like, like C genius. Yeah, and uh, he also directed Ghoulies 4, which makes which sense because it's got like a sexy fucking latex woman on the cover and in the movie. It's awful. I'm obsessed with it. Bear Wench Project. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. Like, deal with yeah, these. I know. That all of us at this point in his career, he just basically does horror parodies, um, but it involves sex and tits. They're like kind of softcore porn. I don't think yeah. like it's, it's not like triple X. It's like softcore like kind of stuff. Are they feature films? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I believe thing. so. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's an odd duck. <laughs> he's, an odd he, duck. he's a weird guy. I believe my grandmother calls people. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, good old yes with her old jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, well, well, these guys good guys or bad guys? Sorry. Uh, they're bad guys. I'm pretty sure okay. the little people. Yeah. Um. So now, uh, what's her tits? Rebecca, she's possessed now. And um, they, I believe, were coming up to the scene where their friends are coming for dinner um, because they need them to perform this, like, ritual. Look how fucking hot he is when his eyes are glowing green. It's, it's yeah. just blowing my mind. Um, so, earlier... Let's talk about, before we get into Michael DeBar, because I feel like that's going to be a really long conversation. Yeah. So we're at the scene, the dinner table, and everybody's wearing their glasses. So this would have been cool for, like, the 3D part of the totally. movie. And um, so earlier in the movie, we saw Wolfgang, the uh, caretaker man with, like, the, the big beard. Right. Which is funny because he, like... It's Jack Nance. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, when you, you see him in Ghoulies, you, I automatically thought that it was going to be George Buck Flowers, the guy who plays the bum and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not. It's, like, Jack Nance, and it's crazy. It doesn't look like him at all. And I didn't even know that was him until I was doing my research. And I've seen Yeah, Ghoulies I was like, like wow, this is crazy. And I was like, shit, I did not know that deal. Jack Nance was in this movie. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan. So, obviously, Pete Martell and Twin Peaks. And um, he's also Henry Spencer in Eraserhead. And fun fact, he was only paid $25 a week for Eraserhead. Are you serious? That movie is fun. Wow. However, I don't know too much about Eraserhead because it, it, yeah, it really It's hard me. to watch. It's hard to watch. Because it really upset it, me. It did. But the thing I did read was that it took up to five years to make. Yes. So you got to figure, you're making 25 bucks a week? Stretched out over five years, I mean, eh. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> well, I guess, like, I'm assuming you probably only got that while they were filming, know, but yeah. then the production took, like, five years. Like, I honestly, like, I love David Lynch. He's, like, one of my favorite directors, and uh, I'm a big fan of his work, but Eraserhead is not high on my list. I know that's probably going to, like, 
anger some some Lynchian Lynchian fans out there, but like I don't know, I think he's done much better work. But uh, Jack Nance is in almost all of. Uh, David Lynch's movies like he was in Dune, Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart what, what are you hissing at? Which one? Blue Dune? Velvet. Oh okay. Dune <laughs> I was Dune gonna say Dune lately. deserves it. No I would never um, Fucking uh, Blue Velvet Let's fuck! Oh god What a creepy movie. Um, Lost Thank Highway um, He's also in the Suicidal Tendencies video for Institutionalized right? That's cool. Um, he's in the 80s Blob and he's also in that fucking crappy movie that me and you Morgan were gonna watch recently with Corey Feldman called Voodoo. Oh no, he's I, not in Voodoo. I, yeah, really? he is. Okay, uh. so I bought Voodoo on DVD, and the only reason why is because Corey Feldman's in it, but I haven't watched it yet, and it looks pretty bad. Yeah, it's like '90s like Corey Feldman horror. So it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll get drunk and watch it one night. Yeah, I think alcohol will definitely be it has required to be involved. for Voodoo. Um, to. So Jack Nance was considered for the re- the lead role in The Graduate, which uh, went oh. to Dustin Hoffman, and. Um, he was married to Catherine E. Coulson, who was the log lady in Twin Holy Peaks. God. They were married for a few years. And uh, then he, this is a pretty crazy story. Then he married Kelly Jean Van Dyke, Jerry's daughter and Dick's niece. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a porn star and very sad. She killed herself the same year that they got married in 1991. Ooh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty shitty. Um, That's gonna make he was filming. I know, feel awful. So bad. It's uh, he was filming Meatballs Four, and he talked to her on the phone, and he was like trying to console her. Um, but there was a storm that like knocked the phone lines down, no, and it. it was too late when they found her. She was already dead. I was like, oh my god, that's such a sad story. She was really young too. I had no idea about that at all. Um, but he passed away in 1996, and um, he went for dinner with some friends one night, and he had a bruise under his eye. And when they asked him about it, they were like, what happened? Tried to suck his own dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like the the dick gave him the bruise. That's what I was going for, but you're okay. right. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> go on, no, go on. <laughs> How big is this man's dick? All right, That's go on. Funny. <laughs> but yeah, we're, anyways, he went. He got in a fight in a parking lot of a donut shop, and then he had a headache when he got home. And then it was later known that he had a subdural hematoma. Oh, so fuck. like he had like blood clots like between like the layers, like the arachnid layer and uh, the top layer of like your brain. So like he just uh, it, it caused so much pressure that that's what caused his death the next day. And uh, I've actually never seen it, but David Lynch funded a documentary about his life and it's called I Don't Know Jack and it came out in 2002. Clever. Yeah, so I would like to see that movie but um, yeah, I'm a big fan of his character in Twin Peaks. He's just so fucking cute in Twin Peaks. He's like, there's a fish in the percolator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's adorable. So I guess the uh, only other actor that we haven't really talked about yeah. in this movie yet is... Aside Mar- from the most important one. Yes, obviously. <laughs> um, is Mariska Hargitay. This is actually her very first role. She's best known, I guess, for being on Law & Order SVU for, like, since it started. But a fascinating fact about her is she's Jane Mansfield's daughter. Oh! So, and she was actually in the car when Jane Mansfield died in that car accident. Oh, which God. is fucking crazy. Um, and... I was reading a little bit about her. There was a lot of uh, casting early on that wanted her to be her mother. Like, they tried to get her to change her hair and be blonde. 
you know, be sexy because Jane Mansfield is like known as one of the iconic blonde pinups or whatever, right? Um, and so she just was like vehemently against that and um, wanted to sort of do her own thing and told a lot of people to fuck off, I guess. Nice. Um, but yeah, I thought that was that it's really interesting. She's done a lot of stuff. She's done some movies and, and whatnot, but this is her her first one, and um, I think that's pretty interesting. Her breakout film. Yeah, her breakout film, <laughs> The Ghoulies. Uh, I don't know. I kind of wanted to say something about Scott Thompson. Oh. Only because in my notes, I literally put basically the coolest guy ever. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I actually wrote that. That's awesome. Just because I think that when I was looking at some of the movies that he was in, I was like, fuck, that guy's cool. But the fact that he played Preach and Twister, and I always loved Preach. Because he was like, I this, did see that nerd. too, actually. He wore the vest. He was like, oh, okay. And like the beard, like the Jesus beard. And yeah, like the, yeah, okay. And he got the, it was when they were watching The Shining and they had to like hide and he's the one yes. who got the thunk in the yeah, head yeah. with the hubcap. <laughs> That's so funny because, uh, yeah, when I was reading about Ghoulies and I saw the name Scott Thompson, I immediately thought it was Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Sick! Yes, everybody does. And I was like, oh no, that's not, I would know if oh, Scott totally. Thompson was in Ghoulies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a different Scott Thompson. And uh, after we were, after I was doing my research last night, we actually, in our city of London, Ontario, got a tornado warning last so night. True. Yeah. And uh, I texted our group chat and I asked, did you guys get that warning too? And Megan was like, it scared the shit out of me. Because your phone goes, and then I Sorry. saw that this fucking guy was in Twister, and I was like, well, now I want to watch Twister. Do you have a copy? No, I'm sure you do. I do. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got you covered. I watched How it recently. How many of uh bill paxton's movies are you missing morgan well he has 93 titles i don't think that i could get them all um i'd say you have a fair amount i think i probably have like 15 movies oh maybe? really yeah oh i figured no. that you had yeah. more mm-hmm. what kind of fan I are you i was gonna say you fake ass wannabe fucking i'm okay listen i'm not paying 200 us dollars for butcher baker nightmare maker fuck that shit i've never even heard of this <laughs> That sounds made up. Yeah. No, it's a real movie. It's fucking on. Butcher, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Butcher. Baker Nightmare. Baker, Baker. It also Nightmare is called um, Night, Night Warning, I think, is also what it's called. I Interesting. Think it's a horror movie. It's before Mortuary. Oh. But is yeah. it before Fish Heads music video? Um, that is a good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Barnes and uh, Barnes. Yeah. No, a lot of the really, really bad ones are, are expensive. And like the really old ones. I'm working on it. Yeah. Whoa. Ah, oh, the ghoulie just came out of the pond and bit the guy. And then, you know what I love about these small creature movies? <laughs> They're like so small, and these just human, kick them. Humans, right, here we grown go. people, here we go. Are like, ah, I can't, I can't. You know, it's just my logic. I was just saying, you really hate me to sore spot. I know. They're kids. I do this. Kick them. I have done this ever since I was a child. I just can't help it. I always have to. Um, see the logic in everything just like when i was a kid and i used to watch cartoons like when i used to watch like care bears i'd be like okay what is the substance that comes out of their stomachs what is the actual ingredient that causes happiness is it ooze what is this and then when i was a kid i used to hate inspector gadget because penny does all the fucking work and that hack gets the credit that's the point of the show it's like you didn't know how to be a kid 
Like you were broke. No, that's accurate. You, you, <laughs> you were the worst. At you know why, how I grew up. Oh my I didn't have God. childhood. Holy shit! You were like a like a tiny fucking adult walking around. I was a yeah. tiny. What is the substance that comes out of the, the Care Bears? That is fucking funny. But really, come on. I mean, Penny should get paid. It's kind of frustrating. What was her brain? Was her doctor named Brain? Brain. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It sounds familiar. Get the antennas that yeah, came go, out of the collar. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Yeah. Boop, boop. We're all oh, making so much. So here's our boyfriend, Michael DeBar. No, he's so, so sexy. Now he's still sexy when he's all zombied, by the way. So we're going to get into Michael DeBar. So Michael DeBar plays the character Malcolm Graves, who is Jonathan's father. This man has such a prolific life it's insane when i was doing my research last night i texted these guys and i asked did you guys get into him yet because it's insane the accomplishments that he has and achievements that he has in his life it's crazy okay so first of all he's a musician he's a singer um he this is crazy he replaced robert palmer in power station and that's funny because we talked about power station in our society episode because uh patrice jennings the girl who plays the sister in um society was married to tony thompson who was the drummer of power station mm -hmm. yep and he was in the band at the time when they played live aid which is crazy which is yeah, insane that's like the biggest deal ever huge yeah um yeah so basically yeah michael debar i actually had no idea that the fucking old satanic fuck in ghoulies is like like he's such a like, huge star yeah i know um so as i was actually looking him up and uh his older pictures from the 80s like i gotta say he's pretty hot mm -hmm. he's pretty hot in ghoulies as well and um yeah so he um he was also friends, this is, I love this fact, he's friends with John Johnson and got Power Station to be on Miami Vice. He was amazing. also in an episode where he's acting in Miami Vice. And Power Station, this is funny, I did not know that they also wrote the song for Commando, that We Fight for Love song. We've listened to it many times. Because yes. it's on my playlist on YouTube. He wrote it? Or you, you he wrote it. it? He wrote it. Uh, well, Power Station perform it, right. but he wrote it when he was in Power oh, Station. Which is fucking amazing. Which is amazing. the song that like, plays like at the, uh, not at the end of the movie, but um, it plays at the credits, I think, at some point. But um, yeah, I was like, whoa, why did know that was power station that's crazy everybody just knows power station by the bang a gong yeah song. like uh, yeah so um, i always thought that song was about a one night stand i always thought it went get it on then you're gone um, he also awesome. actually he actually also wrote uh, the song Obsession, which yes, ended up being know, covered by Animotion, Animotion which is so crazy. Oh, that's, yeah, I know. Like that song, he wrote it with uh, he co-wrote it with Holly Knight. Holly Knight is also a, like a huge songwriter, and uh, it was number six in the U.S. and number five in the U.K. Billboard chart. So he probably still fucking gets paid. Yeah, for and not song. only that, but like in as Canadians, like it may not have such an impact for Americans yeah. listening, but as Canadians, that song, Obsession, is 
ingrained in our psyche from the 80s and 90s because it was the theme song from fashion television which was mm. a huge show uh on city tv which was like the toronto station that yeah. broadcast all, all across the country yeah like it was like the the theme song like you know people catwalking and all that yeah stuff. i definitely remember um, that yeah so that was awesome. a huge fucking song um so i'm going to talk a little bit more about his uh, musical career so he's been in tons of bands he's released a few solo albums as well um so he was in a band called Silverhead with uh, Robbie Blunt, who plays for Tom Petty. Uh, he was in a band called Detective with Tony Kay, who is one of the founding members of Yes. Um, they were oh, yes. on Led Zeppelin's oh, label, yes. Swan Song Records. Um, uh, he was also in a band called Checkered Past with Steve Jones, who is the guitar player for Sex Pistols, and Clem Burke and Nigel Harrison, who are from Blondie, and Tony Sales from Todd Rundgren's band. Um, aside from also co-writing the song Obsession, um, he was also in a band called Vince Lightning and the Spectaculars, which had the Stray Cats drummer, and he was in a band called Down Boy with fucking Paul McCartney's guitar player, Brian Ray. Um, he's toured most of his life. Like, he's toured with Nazareth, Duran Duran, Kiss. Actually, Kiss oh. were such a, uh, a huge, huge fans of his one band, Detective, that they actually wanted to re-record one of their songs with Peter Chris singing and apparently there are demos that exist but it was like never fucking released oh ever. that's crazy that, that I would love to hear that because I bet the, you you know what I bet you that like big fans that like on like fan like message boards websites you could probably find it I somewhere. know which is funny because Peter Chris was just in London yeah for rock and con and uh um I don't like I'm a huge kiss fan and the uh the single uh, Kiss, um, in, like the single individual like Kiss members albums, like the Peter Chris one is like the best yeah. one. Um, so I would love to hear that song. It's probably, I'm sure it's probably like on YouTube. Oh yeah, I bet you we could find be, it. Would be pretty. That cool. would be fucking huge. I know. Yeah, Michael DeBar, he, like literally every band that he's been in was like a super group. Yeah, like it's he crazy. just fraternizes with like the biggest musicians, the most talented people. No idea. Had no idea. I know. Who so the fuck is crazy. this guy? And this guy's in fucking Ghoulies. Oh, yeah. This guy's yeah. In fucking yeah. Right. Ghoulies. Um, and he's also the ex-husband of Pamela, Pamela DeBar, DeBar, which, which is, is insane. Crazy. Uh, didn't your mom, Morgan, meet her? Yes. Your mom met Pamela DeBar. Like, that's insane. Yeah. That's I pretty don't cool. remember the circumstances, but I do remember my mom just being like, wow, that's fuck." Like, she had a conversation she, with her and she talked to her and stuff. Like, Pamela DeBar is obviously known for being famous groupie, 60s, 70s. I think it's mind-blowing that she fucked Jim Morrison. That that blows my mind. Straight out of the I pocket. think it's mind-blowing that people were famous for being groupies. Yeah, back then. Like, that's so fucking crazy. I know. She yeah. must have been pretty amazing. But she was mostly friends with them, though. Yeah. She wasn't, like, just, like, there to fuck all of them. She was, um... She definitely helped with, like, organizing things and yeah. events. And they, she was friends with them as well. But uh, I'm with the band, like, that book. Um, I haven't read it, but I've heard. Like, Apparently it's really, fucking like, amazing. Fucking great Mercedes read it and said about, it's like, yeah, like, she's got stories about her on tour with, like, Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. But, yeah, they were married that whole time. So they must have had an interesting relationship. Right? Um, Fuck. Yeah, so, uh, well, let's talk about, like, his acting career. So, um, he's mostly known for playing Murdoch in MacGyver. Yeah. And that's funny, because I was, like, recently, I kind of, like, yes. crave 
watching MacGyver. I want to get back into watching old shows. I just recently got back into watching Miami Vice. And I started kind of watching Quantum Leap again. And I thought to myself, man, I should watch MacGyver uh. again. I used to watch the shit out of MacGyver when I was yeah. a kid. And um, he also... Um, is in an episode of the new MacGyver, but I'm probably never oh, gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch yeah. it. I'm sorry. No Richard Dean Anderson. No deal. Sorry. No deal. No. Get out of here. So he's also in this really strange movie that I watched recently, and I can't say what it's about because I don't remember because it was so weird. Night Flyers, and it's that's a, a George R. 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 Martin. Book. Yeah, we actually talked about it in another that episode. Mu- I don't even know what I watched. Fuck, I can't remember what what episode it was that we talked about it I, I watched Megan it and then when it, it was over I, I had to ask myself what did I just watch I don't really understand uh, <laughs> but I think I heard a rumor that they that they want to remake it um, so maybe it'll be interesting a better I'm not really sure but it has that woman from Night of the Creeps and uh, mm-hmm. the Apple oh god oh yeah. god yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna <laughs> talk about the Apple yeah that movie was so fucking rotten <laughs> Fucking terrible! Oh my god! Uh, it's a musical. Oh, yeah. that, that failed horribly. It did, and the um, main guy in the Apple uh, ended up on that sh- Gordon Ramsay show. The um, oh yeah, that's the right. The restaurant makeover yeah, show that yeah, he I did. About that. Uh, Kitchen yeah. nightmares. Yeah, the one episode uh, I watched, I was like, I was like, this guy keeps yapping about some fucking movie that he was in, and I looked him up, and I was like, holy shit, he's in the Apple, which is like. Known for being a terrible movie. Didn't the director, like, almost commit suicide? He almost fucking killed himself. He almost jumped out of his hotel window. How come he didn't? One of the actors convinced him not to. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, People I made the worst movie ever. And he was, like, gonna throw himself off the balcony. So that was actually the cause for his attempted suicide? Yeah. Because yeah. of the movie being a flop. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been shown in, like, Montreal or something. It was, was shown? It Montreal? Yeah. That, and people threw things at the screen. That, that pisses a, me off a lot, bad. though, because there are so many more people with real fucking issues in their life, and you're trying to kill yourself because you made a shitty movie? Fuck you! Yeah. I got nothing to say to that guy. I mean, if he calls bad, me, I will like, not pick up. Then he made over the top. Yeah. <laughs> he redeemed himself with over with, the top. With uh, one of the greatest movies ever made because it's about arm wrestling. Yeah. Uh, oh my except god. Except for that one fucking scene that yeah, I sent I'm... you guys because that was. Yeah, Megan watched Over the Top last night and she texted the group chat and was like, why is there porno music playing during the montage scene of the father and right? son training? <laughs> it is so disturbing. 90s. That whole, you know, and Cocaine. then I was, I was yeah. talking to a friend at the time. When I was watching that, and I, I sent them that video as well, and this friend was like, "Yeah, but I feel like a lot of father-son montages in any movie throughout the history of time, like Roadhouse, like yeah. at the end on the beach, like any, they're all really like they're always staring into each other's eyes. Yeah, it's weird. Like why? Why yeah. do you look at your kid in the eyes like that so much? Like yeah. they are always creepy. It's mm. like they try to convey meaningful moment, but right. really it just turned out creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks looks like a yeah. lot of sexual intent. Uh, Michael Tabar was also in an episode of Miami Vice. I mentioned that earlier. He was also in an episode of Alf, uh, Twenty One Jump Street, Everything. Melrose Place. He was also in Waxwork 2, um, which is terrible. Uh, and he's in Under Siege. And which is I awesome. actually have recently was thinking about doing a Steven Seagal binge. You know what? The best part about Steven Seagal movies is literally any time that you go to Value Village, 
All of his movies are there. Yeah, I know. All of them. I've seen, every time I've gone, Under Siege is always there. And I don't you know, know what if I it's the about... same copy or if it's new copies, but yeah. I really feel like I should buy you know it one time. what I love time. about Steven Seagal is that um, he's always portrayed different ethnicities. <laughs> right? Been, it's He's true. been like every race in all of his movies. Yeah. He's always like some, some like spirit man. Like he's always yeah. like got some like deep sea. He's got that like that Carradine fucking yes, uh, thing about Morgan. him, you know, with yeah. like Kung Fu. Um, I just uh, looked up pictures of him and I just found. Oh, he looks fucked First up of right all, now. he's in, he's in a, a, like a cultural garb or something. He's wearing these shades, and he's eating a carrot. Oh, that that's a famous <laughs> photo of him eating that fucking carrot, dude. He literally that's looks... Meme. That's like a meme on the He literally looks like he's... Like that... Did they rotor that shit up? Is that a fake mustache? <laughs> right, because... Well, no, Is that I a feel fake like, beard? I feel like it, he, he uses that, like, that, like, hair dye Grecian for men. Grecian five. Yeah. You know he's, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They rotored that shit up. They yeah, painted definitely. that on. That is fake as fuck. It looks like, like he glued it on. It's like a uh, John Travolta's fucking uh, hair plugs. Like, they're uh, they're too dark. They made yeah. them way too fucking yes. dark. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Well. Wait, um, where did we get that from? Where? Why are we talking about Steven Seagal? Oh, because he was in Under Siege. Because Michael DeVar was in Under Siege, which right. I saw in theaters. I definitely remember that. And um, he's also in The Bad Deep Red, because there's two deep yes. reds. There's the, there's the Argento one, which is the good one. And there's the one with Michael Bean and uh, John DeLancey. And it's um. awful. Um, but I own it because I love Q from Star Trek. And um, he's also has a very minor part in Mulholland Drive. And he's also in Seinfeld. Yes, he is. Yeah. He is in the fucking smelly car episode. And he works at the restaurant. And they're trying to convince him that the valet, valet guy stinks. stunk up his car. Yeah. And when he sits in it and he's like, let me out, let me out. <laughs> Jerry's like, not until you fucking agree to give me money, my money. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Um, but yeah, so Michael DeBar um, had an alcohol and drug problem in the 70s, and so he's been sober since 1981. Good for him. And he co-founded RAD, Rock Against Drugs. It was a campaign in the mid-80s, and y'all need to look up. I'm sure if they, if any, no, we have a lot of fans there who are going to know what it is solely based on that one poster with Freddy Krueger on the bike. Because yeah. that was a rad advertisement. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes. So there was a lot of people involved in promoting that. Well, I'm a big fan of 80s PSAs. Uh, like, my favorite one is the Pee Wee. Oh, God. One. This like, is crack. crack. <laughs> it's not nice. It's, it's not, not glamorous. glamorous. <laughs> it's like, they, but they dressed him up as Pee Wee. Yeah. Like, maybe he should have just been Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. <laughs> But, uh, so, Rad, Rock Against Drugs, um, they had a bunch of rock and rollers talk about how bad drugs are. And the irony is too real to even be Well, in. okay, so, and like, I watched some of it, and it's like, okay, so literally he got all of the sober people that he, he knew. He got the only like, sober Like, rock Ted Nugent, yeah. everybody knows he has never drank or done drugs. That's yeah. just his thing, because he loves killing things instead. That's right, yeah. Um, and Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley also, Gene yeah. Simmons is also 
has been sober, I think, his entire life. Yeah. But they should have got D. Snyder because I know he's yeah, never. Yeah, D. Snyder is also sober. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because if you guys Cinderella. Like, uh, I don't know. About I know. That, that well, one was weird. They were all wearing glasses from being hungover, and they're like, "Wait, aren't they dressed?" Yeah, I know. Rock and roll is our drug. Yeah, lies. Oh uh, well, lies. there's there's a seven minute YouTube video of a compilation of all of the PSAs, and yeah, like Ted Nugent, Amy Mann, Paul Stanley, Cinderella, Vicky Peterson from the Bangles, uh, Lou Reed. His Lou Reed. his segment was fucking. Yeah, weird. that was really I strange. I just gotta say, I gotta he was say, all I'm sorry out. to the, like any Lou Reed fans out there. I love classic rock, but I have never ever got into Lou Reed. I cannot stand his music, but good for Sing him. Sing me a ditty. Sing me a ditty. Just a perfect, perfect day. It's really depressing, but Ooh. he his his fucking PSA was super weird. Like he was like wearing sunglasses, like he always used to, and he was like drugs. I stopped. You shouldn't start. And okay. PSA. I was like, okay, that was weird. But I got, and Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi was in one of them. And uh, Ooh, he's like, hey, I'm John Bon Jovi. I was given a script to talk about how bad drugs are, but I'm here to tell you that drugs are bad. And Kane, I'm Bon John Bon Jovi. <laughs> are and, you uh, making fun of the <laughs> sex god who is Bon Jovi? Uh, do you remember when he was in a commercial or like an ad for a cologne, like his own Bon Jovi cologne? Oh, no. Um, they photoshopped the shit out of that well, fucking yeah. picture. Um, oh, Meg is looking it up. I okay, can't. but I just gotta say, uh, I love Paul Stanley. The Paul Stanley PSA was that hilarious. was great. He was like was so fucking funny. Yeah. I love him. He is such a fucking queen. And the Gene Simmons one is the best oh, one. he was like it, a like he literally was a okay, goblin. Well, he is a goblin, first of all. Yeah, but they goblin. made him a goblin, like a real goblin. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> I do drugs. That makes me look cool. Yeah, I do drugs. <laughs> I got lots of girls. Yeah, I do drugs. I got lots of friends. And then, and then it changes. He waves his hand and it turns into. Oh, I just punched his face. And then, and then it cuts to Gene Simmons' true goblin face. And it's like, like him with his fucking goblin hair. And he's like, but he's. So serious, and then it changes, and it gets so fucking serious. And Gene is like talking about how, like, you know, drugs are bad and all that stuff, whatever. But like uh, the part when he's like, "God, I'm just like, I was laughing it, so it's hard." It's fucking really weird it's because so it's like they weird. knew that Gene Simmons is a goblin, yeah. and then he waves his hand, and they he knew. still he's looks still a goblin. <laughs> he's still a goblin. It's so, you guys need to look it up. Holy fuck! Oh my god, it's amazing. Like, my stomach hurts from laughing. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy um, but, fucking shit. but like for real, Michael DeBar. Um, I I praise him for for doing that. Obviously, because I'm sure a lot of his friends may have probably died from drug overdoses. It was crazy in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. So good for him. And he is now the host of his own radio show called uh, the Michael DeBar Program. It airs every weekday morning on Little Stevens Underground Garage. It's like a Sirius XM channel. Which is so good for him. Good for him. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. I would love to meet him one other yeah. thing i want to yeah. mention yeah. about him yeah. too yeah. is that he actually i guess has like technically like a title he's like, like sir he's the 20- oh i thought you meant like a wrestling title no, <laughs> no. <laughs> a wrestling title yeah he's got that fucking belt yo yeah. 
He's the 26th Marquis de Bar. Whoa. Did you Whoa. know that? Oh, I did not know that. And I don't know what that means because uh, if it's like fucking like a royal uh. title, like, or if it's... He's the 26th. Um, he's the 26th Marquis de Bar. I don't think it counts after 10. You don't think so? <laughs> no, you know what? I don't think it does. I don't know what it is, but oh, I'm sure it's like sure shit up. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. well, um, let's talk about the sequels. Okay, so Ghoulies 2 it came out in 1988. It was directed by Albert Band, Charles's dad. And I gotta say, Ghoulies 2, for me, it felt like the Gremlins 2 of Ghoulies. Because in Gremlins 2, how they're they're basically just like the more like heightened versions of the gremlins from the first one like ghoulies 2 is kind of like that too so like one can fly it sprouts wings and it can fly it's way sillier it's, too all the sequels are silly like i understand that somebody who is not a, a horror aficionado would watch the first ghoulies and think that that is silly but in my opinion um it's just you know uh it's an 80s horror classic, but the sequels are definitely comical. And, uh, like, there's a, the giant ghoulie at the end. Yeah, he's crazy. So when he comes out of the ground, then he eats all the little yep. ghoulies. So, yeah, the Satan's Den is, like, the carnival ride where they're all somehow managed to catch a ride with the carnival. Phil Fondacaro is in it. I'm a big fan of him as well. And uh, Sasha Jensen is in Ghoulies too. He's the guy from uh, Days and Confused, the one with the overalls. Yeah, the overalls. You know yeah, what? It's really funny. In the, I, in the Buffy movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I definitely oh, remember him. Oh, um, the one with the overalls. He's yeah, got that face. He's eyebrow. got that face. He's the yeah. one that's like, do you spit or swallow? Yeah, that's him. He's the one who's hitting on the teacher through the window. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's so one funny. of the best movies ever made. God put it out there. Days and Confused. Um, but yeah, Charles Band sold the rights after part two to Vestron. So anything past Ghoulies 2, uh, Charles Band had nothing to do with. Yeah, and that was to save Empire Pictures, which was I guess at that like, time yeah. was kind of going bankrupt. Um, and Empire was uh, the distributor for and production company for the first one. Yeah. Uh, and also the second one. So, Ghoulies 3, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Um, it came out in 91. It was directed by John Carr Buchler, Um, And uh, I found that the third one is definitely way cheesier than the second one. Like, they fucking go to college and they talk. I, I, I got a, a Three Stooges kind of vibe. Do a voice. Give me a yeah. voice. Uh, I, 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 I. Like, it was like, it was bad. Like, he was like, there was one scene where they're just watching women shower and they're trying to sneak a peek. And it's right. like, where are your dicks? You don't have dicks. Um, also, you think if you're actually like pure evil, like you know how they represented in the in the first one, like wouldn't you just want to like skin her and eat her bones? Yeah, yeah, like, I know, tits right? Tits are tits are for humans. Like who gives a fuck about tits? Totally. Like, yeah, like cut off those tits and mount them, them on the wall. Cut yeah, them off, yeah. And then make that titty bra like from uh, Little Nikki. Yeah. Little Nikki? yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about oh, that. that yeah. Titty head. Well, and the toilet is uh, more evil in the third one. The toilet, the I toilet was actually, I watched cool. the third one today, like, just to make sure I was, like, up on everything, and it's like, literally, they're summoned from a satanic toilet. Okay. Which so is hilarious. they're really playing up that whole, yeah, there's like, like toilet um, It's thing. like, there's, like, a comic okay. book, and, um... The professor at the school uh, summons them from this comic book, and, okay. um... Hmm. But there's two fraternities, and, um... They're rivals, and the ghoulies are the ones that are actually pulling the pranks, but the fraternities think that it's the other fraternity, and it causes this, like, fraternity war. Um, and uh, did you notice... 
that one of the guys in the one fraternity is Matthew Lillard. Yes. Yeah. That, so Ma- it was it's Matthew his first Lillard's movie. first movie. <sighs> and he has glasses. He's like the nerd guy. And the main guy <sighs> in the fraternity, like the main character in the movie, mm. that guy is straight up a cross between Jason Lively from Night of the Creeps and James Spader from Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Those two mm-hmm. characters combined and made a fucking baby and Ooh. made the guy who was the head of the fraternity in Ghoulies 3. Ooh. Yeah. And he, and he looks a lot like James oh, Spader. And in fact, <laughs> I, I probably wrongly on Wikipedia, it says that this movie is starring blah, blah, and David Spader. It actually says that. Mm-hmm. Like somebody thought that he was James Spader's brother or something. And Weird. there's you can't actually click on the link that... Uh, or it used to exist and then it was deleted. So it's like, then it made me question, like, the, is that guy who plays the the main dude, like, did he just, like, is he James Spader's brother? And he changed his name, like, to be in the movie? And, like, he really is David know. Spader? I don't know, because, like, literally in the credits, I watched the credits to see if, if it was consistent with what I saw. And it's not an IMDb, so I don't know if somebody was just, like, playing... Weird. Playing a ghoulies joke. Haha, <laughs> making Tricksters. a ghoulies prank. Um, but I also, uh, <clears throat> it is very cheesy uh, and comical, but I love that Marsha Wallace is in it. Marsha Wallace mm-hmm. is Mrs. Krabappel, uh from The Simpsons, obviously. So, like, she just recently passed away. So she's yeah. in Ghoulies 3. Uh, she has a very, very distinct look. Um, but, yeah, so, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, but Ghoulies 4, uh, that came out in 94, directed by Jim Wynorski. Enough said. It's it's awful. I'm it's 90s. so yeah. It's so bad. I was like, I was watching. I wasn't really paying attention. I was working on my notes at the same time. Um, but it, it involves something to do with like a gemstone or something. And there's like this like sexy fucking bimbo in like a fucking vinyl outfit. It's just it's awful. It's so it's so bad. That's I feel all like I that's say the same. It trail that like leprechaun went down like leprechaun at first was kind of like Wishmaster, like he would take your wishes like whatever leprechaun and, he and it was like, scary and it was scary and it was creepy and, and it then serious it got into the mid 90s or whatever leprechaun <laughs> and it was all about like titties and bitches and like i feel like they always go down this like really trying to be funny yeah but there's always like hot broads and like tits like when he blows up that girl's boobies. yeah I know. that's the best it's silly but like why in the mid 90s did it all go... S- Cocaine. S- oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I can say that the Leprechaun sequels are far better than Ghoulies 4. Like, okay, I will never watch that atrocity ever again. Good to know. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we did Gremlins 2 for an episode a while back, and we talked about little creatures. So uh, we're just going to reprise that conversation now because I have seen more now since we recorded that episode. Yeah, for sure. So uh, me personally, like straight off, like first number one is the gate for me, obviously. Um, I just love those fucking minions. They are adorable. They're the best. And they're evil. Yeah. And the big one's pretty fucking cool too. Yeah. Love, love, love. Um, So obviously Gremlins 1 and 2. I am that weirdo that likes Gremlins 2 better than the first one. Oh, Gremlins 2 is by far more entertaining. I've gotten a lot of slack from people, like, uh, for saying this. I personally enjoy Gremlins 2 a lot more than the first one. Definitely. I mean, the first one, I understand a lot of people have, like, that nostalgic 
uh, attachment to yeah. the first one, but I didn't really watch the first one when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, the second one is just fucking madness. It's insane. Like Hulk, yeah. Hulk Hogan is in it, and he fucking talks to the camera. Like it's insane. Like oh, uh, the Flasher, like and the 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 woman, she's like the hooker. It's just it's insane. Yeah, yeah, she fucks all of them for sure. Yeah, for sure. She's like Smurfette. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking weird. Obviously, Critters. Obviously. Critters is great. I rewatched it recently as well. Actually, that was a little thing. There was, I read that there was, uh, in one of the movies, they paid homage to Ghoulies yeah, by the first having one. a critter. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I think a critter comes out of the toilet yeah. and they were like, um, I really like that, Critters yeah. 2, personally. Critters 2 is so silly. I love it. I It's been a while since I have seen it, and I wanted to watch it the other night, but I was just way too tired. But I yeah. finished the first one. I like it and, a lot. Yeah, the one, the one alien guy that, like, is, like, finding them like his hair he's so his it's just too much i know oh my god i cannot deal with it yes Um, what was his name it was like johnny steel or something like that like just something like totally cheesy those those aliens are the best part of those oh yeah yeah, for for sure sure. fucking no question but literally his hair is fucking it defies steel yeah it defies gravity i know it like he literally walks around like with a blue steel blue steel lips the entire time and he's kind of like a weird like he kind of looks a little bit like tim curry a little yeah. bit and but his lips are so glossy and he's walking around <laughs> just like, with this fucking giant bouffant hair pretending to be all That's serious awesome. uh, it was too much I well i watched hobgoblins and mm, i gotta so say bad. it actually wasn't as bad as i thought it would be because the hobgoblins are barely even in the movie like the movie centers more around the humans in the movie so it's basically just a fucking happens, but though. it's basically just like an 80s movie about like teenagers dancing like there's a lot of 80s dancing in it and there's like one scene where two guys are fighting with shovels but they're like holding them like like joust like they're like it's like what um, I thought it was actually pretty entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was better than fucking Munchie. Oh, yeah. Which is another Jim Wynorski movie. Uh. P.S. So Munchie came out in 92. And it's it's bad. That movie, that's a kid's, it's a kid's movie, basically. Um, And uh, Munchie, the character Munchie, is voiced by Dom DeLuise. Oh, my God. Um, Dom talks like this? <laughs> yeah! Yes! Yeah. It was, what the I was, fuck? I wasn't really paying attention because I was doing my notes. And when it was over, I, I like, looked up from my computer and I was like, Oh, okay. So that was Munchie. Um, that was a movie. That was a movie. <laughs> um, I'm probably never going to watch it again, but Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it. Yeah. And it also contains a lot of 80s dancing. Um, but there is a movie that I have not seen, and it's Munchies. And Munchies is from 87, and Robert Picardo is in it. Oh. But I haven't seen that one. But that's the one that I've seen the scene with the Munchie that crawls into the fucking teenage girl's bed oh, and i was creepy. like oh, I, I assumed that it would be from munchie because jim Wynorski, but it's not so i haven't seen munchies so that's probably one of the only like small creature movies that i haven't seen but um just a couple more basket case obviously mm-hmm. everybody loves belial and um sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama i just like i love that little puppet and i just i just I need to understand the meaning and reason why they made him sound like Shaft. (laughs) I need to know that. I need an explanation. I just like, just like I need an explanation as to why Sylvester Stallone cuts fucking pizza with scissors and Cobra. Cobra. They're like the two mysteries in life. Cobra. What? He does 
What? Megan, you've seen Cobra, right? With Stallone and Bridget Nielsen? Um, I have never heard of it. Oh my god. <laughs> he it's... cuts pizza with scissors? Yeah. First, why? Pizza comes pre- I don't- But why does he cut it with scissors? You are just validating the mystery that is so confusing out of his, to me. It's like not explained- drawer? At all. He, like, comes home from, like, a day of crime fighting, and he goes into his fridge, and he pulls out a pizza, and then he takes a slice, and he starts cutting it with scissors. Yeah. I don't know. I, this isn't a movie. That's disgusting. Yeah, so, uh... It's a fucking cool I made, movie, though. Uh, well, I made Megan borrow over the top, so now you have to borrow Cobra, clearly. Okay. I can't believe you've never seen this. Oh, my God. I'm gonna change your life. <laughs> yes, we need to already change my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any other small creatures you want to talk about? Yes, I do. Uh, troll, obviously. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, all the well, it's like created by the same guy who did, you know, all of the ghoulies and stuff. So you Luca. can def- uh, no, um, Luca. what was his name? <laughs> John, <laughs> John Carl. Oh, Luca. A bit of a bobbity. Yeah, him. Carl Bootsler. Yeah, him. JCB. Let's just yeah, call him J- JCB. yeah, JCB. It was they were both created by him. Um, and Troll is a great movie. I love it. And Phil Fontaro is also need, yeah, in it. I need to rewatch Troll. And of course, uh, Galwin the Singing Mushroom. Big big fan of the Singing Mushroom. <laughs> That's all I have to add. <laughs> yeah, mine. I mean, basically that was it. Yeah, and then. Uh, I also talked about, like, I know he's not a small creature. He's uh, a leprechaun. But, like... <laughs> I mean, a leprechaun is a small creature. He's so short! <laughs> Fuck off! He's a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that, I, you know, I like the leprechaun sequels more than the first one. I love them. I have to say that. I have to admit it. The first one is like, eh, it's a movie. With Jennifer Anderson, whatever. The sequels are fucking hilarious. I know. I mean, Warwick is, like, so funny. You know what? Warwick Davis is the funniest walker I've ever seen walk. Oh, my God. And uh, what's that show that he was in where he plays himself? Life is Short. Life is Short. Oh, my God. Best show ever. That fucking show was hilarious. Yeah, that You just reminded show. me of another movie, though. Um, I guess it's not really a little creature, but maybe Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, God. <laughs> Right? No, that's, that's, you want to watch a fucking movie with a weird walker? There's that movie. Yeah. Stiltskin. I vividly remember a scene when he's walking down the street at night and his arms are like up in the air. <laughs> 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 I can't. I wish. Uh, I wish y'all can see me. <laughs> I'm winded now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's basically it because I don't want to get into dolls because... We can go on forever talking about, like, small doll movies. Yeah, well, yeah. dolls, Dolly Dearest, Puppet Master, done. Yeah. We're good. Actually, yeah. you're right. Well, That's it. Tales from Chucky. The but yeah. Chucky. Yeah, yeah. I forgot just about Just kick him. Until you said that. Yeah. Just kick him. And they always, for some reason, these tiny creature movies, typically there'll be a scene with a scalpel. Why are scalpels so accessible? Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Every small, um, there's a screen. There's Every household has a fucking scalpel, like doctor's scalpel. I'm pretty just sure because, I don't own a scalpel. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure there's a scene in at least one of the Chuckies where there's a scalpel. I know there's a scene in um, Tales from the Hood with the, the little dolls at the, that one segment where they have a scalpel. Yeah, like, yeah. why do so many people? Maybe because they're light and not heavy to carry. 
But like, why do the humans have those? Well, a knife in a doll's hand would literally be like holding like a log like this to try to stab. So a scalpel just makes sense because they could hold it in one hand. So they just fit into the script somehow. Yeah, like oh, somehow he just ends up in a doctor's office and finds a scalpel. It would make more sense if it was like a paper cutter. People have paper paper cutters. Paper cutters. Paper. What's a paper cutter? Paper. Do you mean a letter opener? Uh, no, uh, like a paper like the retractable box. blade whoosh, whoosh. paper cutter. Oh, box cutter thing. Box, box cutter. cutter. I was thinking the thing at your secretary's office in the school. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. Now no one could... just gets mail, so no one has those anymore. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Well, thank you very much for listening, folks. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I just want to do a quick mention. um, If uh, anybody has not seen the Cavity Colors uh, Ghoulies line. Oh, yeah. um, Definitely. I have one of them. There's a couple designs that were drawn by Devin Whitehead. And uh, they also have the pin. I got the pin of the ghoulie in the toilet as well. So so it's pretty cool. But yeah. So uh, thanks again for listening. And I hope you guys have a wonderful ghoulish evening. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a dork. Whatever. Bye. 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 Bye.